0: This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right, it's The Voice of Reason. Welcome into the program. It is a Monday starting off a brand new week. I love it. We got so much to get to today broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas on our flagship radio station. We are all over the country on radio and TV and live streaming. Plus, we have the podcast, which we are killing each and every day. Thanks for joining us today on the program and boy, do we have a fun one for you. We have a whole week of fun stuff lined up for you. Hope you hopefully you had a great weekend. I know I did. I am so excited. Big news. Big news on that front is I have officially, by myself, all by my lonesome, no help, outside of a couple people helping with some tools and stuff, no other help of me drywalling an entire room by myself. Now, it's like two months delayed because I didn't have right, the right equipment, and I had never drywalled in my entire life before but I did it, and it looks semi-okay, but I did it, and I'm pretty happy about it, so uh, yeah, and by the way, it was part of the Hoosier Media Network Studios that we're building at home, so I'm really excited on that one as we are one step closer, but I have officially finished drywalling by myself. Now begins the mudding and the taping and the painting and everything else, but we are one step closer by myself and Mrs. Voice of Reason, of course. Welcome into the program. We have a heck of a lot to get to today. Coming up at the bottom of the hour Jeffrey Stevens, he will be joining us. He is the author of the latest novel, Fool's Errand. So we'll talk about that here in just a little bit. Have some fun about different reading uh, tools as you're stuck in COVID in many places across the country. Uh, And what can you do to entertain yourself with some of the new stuff that you can talk about? And we'll do a political twist on it as we do on everything else as well, uh, too. Plus, we have tax bills and we have gun sales and we have spring break that happened last week. And we have COVID cases rising again. And it's a crazy time. In life, So we'll get to all that as much as we can throughout the program today. We do have our live stream going on right now as well on Facebook Live, YouTube Live, on Twitch.tv and on Twitter and on the website at whosyourreason.com. You can find all of us on the hashtag at who's your Reason, and we appreciate you very much for doing so today. Before we get into the politi- the hard politics today, this is still kind of political. But it's not really political. It's kind of a personal thing, which as you know, I like to open up a little bit to you once in a while. I don't usually open up a whole lot on the personal side, but I like to once in a while talking about Mrs. Voice of Reason and little voice of Reason. and which by the way, very difficult for them sometimes uh, with the whole of the spring break stuff and uh, yeah, I try and get that going. But nonetheless, I was doing the show prep today, getting ready, and I came across this article out of The Wall Street Journal that I thought was very intriguing and I was so excited. And I'm still really excited, but I'm also very frustrated with this piece that they wrote because they don't get it. And it really makes me think about the long term of COVID and the push that the CDC and the health departments have tried to push out and the lack of common sense that they've tried to push out during this whole COVID pandemic because they've wanted you to believe this entire time that you are helpless that you have no way of protecting yourself from a virus, that you need to wear masks, that you need to wear two masks, that you need to wear three masks, that you need to get a vaccine and wear a mask, that you should social distance, that you should live in a bubble, that you should completely be uh, away from all types of virus and bacteria in the world because, you know, that's just going to save you. That has been the push from the CDC, and I dare you to prove otherwise. From anybody, from any local health department, from the CDC itself, from the World Health Organization, they've told you that you yourself are completely irrelevant and you cannot do anything. It's a virus and it will kill you, and you need to be very, very afraid to to the point to where we shut down the country because of this. Oh yeah, I know. Which is not true. It's just not true. None of it's true. And if they were truly, this is why, again, politically-wise, this is my political filter coming on, I do not trust the government, I do not trust the agencies, I do not trust a single damn word that they say and here's the reason why, is because you can do something about it. It's a virus. It floats in the air. Social distancing is not going to stop the virus. They've done numerous studies on this virus over the last year, and the outbreaks that we have and the clusters that we have about the virus are in the same pattern as the wind direction in the country because it's airborne, which means you're going to be breathing it. Wearing a cloth mask is not going to do a on thing. Because it's a cloth mask that does not have the fibers of the cloth that are tight enough to stop a virus that are airborne. And just like Dr. Fauci said at the very beginning, about a year ago now, said that it doesn't matter because you're still going to be fidgeting with your mask all the time and you're going to be rubbing your eyes. And oh, by the way, viruses can get in through your eyes as well. So it means nothing unless you're wearing goggles and you're wearing an N95 or a hazmat mask or some type of more intense mask that can stop a virus from being airborne. The social distancing completely bogus. The mask wearing, completely stupid. To wear a mask and get the vaccine just really proves the point. And I've been thinking about this on what it actually means. What it actually means is that, I don't know if you're aware or not, Donald Trump waged war on Big Pharma over the last four years. They hated him to the point where about a year and a half, two years ago, he said that he'd have to take some time off away from the campaign trail because he was concerned about his life and his health and his uh, his well-being because he was concerned of Big Pharma coming after him. Meaning something weird. He made a statement during a speech, I believe, it was Cleveland. He was at some type of manufacturing plant and said he may have to step off the trail for a while and not go out to the people for a while because he was afraid for his life. Because he upset Big Pharma. They've lost tons of money under the Donald Trump administration. So, when a virus hit. They said, no, 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 don't try to promote any natural ways to boost your immune system or get yourself healthier. Make sure that it's irrelevant to where you're asymptomatic during. if you end up getting the virus. You need to live in a bubble. You need to get our vaccine that's going to get us some money. But, Andy, it's totally free. It's free to where you don't have to pay when you go and get it, but you're paying through your taxpayer money because the government purchased these from AstraZeneca, from Pfizer, from Moderna, from Johnson & Johnson. They purchased these vaccines. It's a money grab, and that's just why you're not allowed to go out and socially and not socially distance and go visit family and actually not allowed to go and travel and actually not allowed to go enjoy spring break until you get the vaccine and you prove to these said people that you get the vaccine. In my humble opinion, Andy, you're trying to be little the virus. No, I'm not, because it is a virus. You can't get very sick from it. The point is, there are other ways to prevent said illness or said virus from coming out unless you actually do some preventative measures. Like, I don't know, maybe the CDC could try and promote getting healthy again, losing some weight, actually trying to get your immune system healthy again. This has all been running through my head for a long time. Then I see this. This is all the buildup to the story that I saw today from the Wall Street Journal. And I was so excited because we're making headway in the ways of what some people like to call the hippieish ways. I guess I've always made fun of hippies because I always thought it was a little ridiculous, kind of the woo-hoo kind of stuff. I'm realizing as I get older that I'm becoming one myself, and this is exactly why. There is a way for you to boost your immune system, and I'm going to plug it. I've reached out to them. I want to get them on the show uh, as well to talk to them. I've been doing this, and I will vouch for it 110%. I've been doing this for months now. And usually this time of year, totally get sick, usually get the flu, usually get the cold, haven't gotten zilch, zero, nada. And it's because of stuff like this. The headline from the Wall Street Journal, an extreme method for stress management pushes for the mainstream. An extreme method for stress management pushes for the mainstream. Wim Hof's technique using physical discomfort like ice baths to improve mind and body is gaining popularity and it seeks scientific acceptance. It's such a mislead. Now, I don't know if you've heard of Wim Hof or not. As I mentioned, I've been doing these techniques with the cold exposure. I've said it on the air that I take these cold showers, the cold exposure. In the negative 25 degree temperature, I was out there in my T-shirt doing the cold exposure. And guess what? I feel amazing. Now, it's not just for me to endorse them. I have because I use it and I like it. It's not about trying to endorse this. It's the fact that natural health remedies are starting to go mainstream because so many people are upset about big pharma. So many people are upset about the corporation or the large entity or whatever you want to call it controlling our lives. Oh, you're sick? Here's a pill. Oh, you got a headache? Here's a pill. Oh, you don't feel good? Here's a pill. Now, what's the pill do? Well, it's got 20 side effects, but it's going to cure the issue that you have. Actually, it doesn't cure it. It just masks the issue. And I'm not against mainstream media or mainstream medicine. I'm not against doctors. I'm not against any of that stuff, obviously. I live in the real world here, but... The the, the labeling on this story is so misrepresentative, it drove me mad. The good news is that it's starting to go mainstream because people are starting to talk about this. The bad news is that they're trying to demonize it, an extreme method for stress management. Do you want to know what the Wim Hof method is if you've never heard of it before? It's cold exposure. Slowly building your tolerance up to more cold exposure. Why? Because when the cold exposure happens, your body reacts and says, wow, I'm cold. I need to warm myself up. And it circulates your blood flow and it gets your antibodies going and it builds up your immune system because it goes into fight mode of, oh, my gosh, I'm in an uncomfortable situation. I need to start activating things in my body which is not a bad thing. The reason we don't do that much is because we always live in a controlled environment. We live in an air-conditioned or a heating house, or we work in an office where it's air-conditioned or it has a heater, and we're always comfortable. Our body management doesn't have to manage itself because it's always done for us from outside forces. And that's his theory, is that, hey, go out and expose yourself to extreme different temperatures. At the same time... And this, by the way, is not trying to get scientific acceptance, but it has scientific acceptance because he's been doing this for years. That has been backed up by universities for years, showing that by breathing techniques, certain meditative breathing techniques, which I do and I feel amazing. Actually reset your immune system to where you can control your immune system on demand. I know, right? It seems woohoo. It seems crazy, but it works. And it's great. But the way that the mainstream is trying to demonize alternative medicines, natural medicines, which believe it, don't believe it, I don't really care. It's not the point of what what I'm trying to point out here is the fact that the mainstream media, the mainstream talking points, a big pharma up, just take a pill and you're all cured. Wait for a vaccine. Just be terrified of going outside and walking outside until you actually get this vaccine. That is all nonsense because you can control your own body it's crazy right you taking your own personal responsibility into your own hands taking care of your own health doing your own thing to make sure that you're healthy now some to want to sit there and not get into shape Some want to get in there and not actually be healthy and eat terrible garbage and not do breathing and not do, I look this is coming from a guy who hates exercise hates it hates exercise I don't exercise. I'm relatively fit because I'm still relatively young and I do a lot of manual labor on the side outside of sitting in a radio studio. So I'm relatively naturally fit that way as well. But this stuff, I'm telling you, is the natural ways, a little more natural stuff that you can do to take care of yourself in the mainstream starting to talk about it. Because more people are wanting to do it. Because they realize there's something to it. And they say, well, he's trying to get scientific acceptance. He's already had it. This method has already had it. He's already done studies for years where he injected himself with E. coli, inactivated his immune system, killed it off, did not have any symptoms. They're like, oh, you're just a, a DNA anomaly. You're a crazy guy. You, No one else can do that. You're just kind of a superhuman. Took 12 people. In four days, did the same thing after teaching them how to do it. Anybody did that stuff. And, it, again, it's not just me trying to plug this program or plug this, this, uh, this, this product. It's talking about natural health and how the mainstream is trying to demonize this so badly because people want to take their health into their own hands and not feel scared about a virus floating around the air that they can't do anything about. And they're waiting for the government to solve it for them, which sure get the vaccine, but the vaccine's only a certain percent effective. And guess what? You're All you're doing is supporting big pharma. And look, be anti-Big Pharma before Big Pharma, get the vaccines, don't get the vaccines. I'm not here to tell you one way or another. I'm telling you that the mainstream is starting to recognize alternative medicines that are out there, the natural ways of medicine that are out there. They're starting to wake up and recognize them because so many people are looking into them now and they need to demonize them to try and silence them because guess what? If they take off then the ones getting all the money elsewhere are not going to be getting all the money elsewhere because they're going to be going to the wayside and realizing that you don't have to sit there and pop a pill and get 20 different side effects because of the actual medicine. My two cents, the way the mainstream media is trying to demonize you taking care of yourself. What a concept. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with the Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. You're listening to the voice of reason
1: with Andy
0: Hoosier. Darn right. you welcome back into the program. I'm getting mixed reviews on some of the um, messaging on social media about the stuff. Is it good? Is it bad? Do you like it? it I mean, it sounds like a bunch of hooey. I'm, I'm telling you. It, Again, I don't really care whether you believe it or not believe it. That's not the point. My point is is that the mainstream media is starting to take note of different movements of saying, wait a second, vaccinations may not be the end-all be-all here. We may not need to just wait there helplessly for the federal government to take care of us with a vaccine that's going to profit the uh, big pharma. When everybody, I think Republicans and Democrats alike on both sides of the aisle can agree that they don't like big pharma. They don't like some big company just saying, We'll take care of you just by popping pills, and then when you get side effects, we'll take a pill to get rid of that side effect that causes more side effects. Then we'll take another pill to get rid of those side effects, and it just goes on and on and on. I, I saw a study, what was it, about a year or so ago, about the average American takes like three to four pills a day. The average American takes three to four pills a day. That's insane. That's insane, and you can't tell me if there's not a natural way to do some of that stuff. Again, call it hooey, call it hippie-ish, I don't really care. I'm starting to realize that I'm going more down that road in my personal life the older I get uh, because there's this to it, and if I can control my body, my own way, as opposed to being helpless for the doctors to do it and give me shots and pills and vaccines and all this other garbage, then you know what? I'm gonna go the alternative route and actually do something different. But the mainstream's starting to recognize these things and the extreme methods. The extreme methods that Wim Hof tries to discuss with his messaging. I, I find it hilarious. And I find it really good news that the mainstream's starting to talk about it, but the the malpractice. The absolute malpractice of journalism in that story drove me nuts because it's, he's not trying to get popularity. He's not trying to get scientific acceptance. It's already there. It's already been proven, and they're moving forward with it. But it just shows the delay, and I think way media actually covers certain things. We got just a minute or two before the bottom of the hour. I do want to shift gears a little bit though and go into some stuff. And what's trending? What's trending today. What's trending today is I'm sure that you heard about the shooting that happened down in Georgia just last week with the individual at the Asian massage parlors. And now we yeah, the Asian. Yeah. Right. Um, Now it's being spread as domestic violence against Asians and Asian communities all over the nation, because now apparently after Donald Trump did his China, China virus and tried to label it as the China virus, which it was because it did come from there. So as it came from China. And the China virus, according to Donald Trump, now there's apparently some uh, hate messages or some violence against the Asian community and Chinese people in the country. And now there are hate crimes all over the nation. Now, I've not heard of a single one that involved Asians, except for this story in Georgia, and it had nothing to do with them. Obviously, if the guy had uh, been partaking in Asian massage parlors for a while, I don't think he hated Asians. I'm pretty sure he probably enjoyed them if he was going to those massage parlors frequently, which he was before he went in and shot them up. So I'm not sure what the motive was there, but it wasn't obviously a hate crime against the Asian community because – Uh, because of the evidence that's actually being presented but regardless it's now the new talk from the left side of the aisle to try and push for gun control across the nation saying that there are hate crimes now not just against blacks because we're racist against black people but now asian people too because of what's going on with the china virus that donald trump tried to promote and that the media says is a racist term for saying actually china virus well regardless of all that I love the media when they try to push a narrative and it backfires in their face when Democrats and progressives try and push for a narrative that backfires directly into their face, pun intended, with the firearm discussion. And here's what I actually mean. As they try to say, we need to promote gun uh, some, some type of gun re- regulation, some type of gun restrictions, banning ARs, trying to do some type of delay on you know the uh, mandatory 10-day waiting list or waiting day period in order for to get your firearm because guns are really bad because there are people out there that are actually trying to shoot you and harm you. Guess what happened? Asian Americans now see a surge in gun sales in spite of the hate crimes. Hate crimes happen, debatable or not debatable. In the Asian community has massive gun sales go up all over the nation, just like the LGBTQ community after the shooting in Florida at the gay bar. Tried to blame it on a white guy. It wasn't a white guy. It was a Muslim that ended up doing that. LGBTQ community, firearm sales went up. While they're trying to push the agenda to ban firearms, there are more firearms being sold because people are scared for their lives. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Plus you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Who's Your Reason on all of your social media platforms or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at whosyourreason.com. We know you're on social media already so bring some reason into your day why because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do
1: when reason meets radio you're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier.
0: Darn right, Gerard. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out today on a Monday, the greatest day of the week, trying to get that ball rolling the way we do every single week here on the program. Welcome in radio and TV, plus the live streaming and podcasting thereafter as well. You can find us all over the social media, trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that five pound bag, trying to rebrand the millennial generation one radio listener at a time real quickly before we get into our next topic there is some breaking news right now as we just talked about firearms the increase in gun sales in the asian community i saw some messages on some of the social media i saw the headline pop up on drudge as well right now there's an active shooter situation at the king supers in boulder colorado now wait a second boulder colorado not to politicize this right away they don't have any other information this is about 20 minutes ago but boulder police say there's an active shooter at the king supers um, it was off of highway 93 they're asking people to avoid the area the the story is developing and more story or more news to come at a later time so we'll keep you apprised as we hear more about the situation i find it ironic coming from colorado about 7 8 years ago to the Wichita, Kansas area. And I know we have a lot of listeners out in Colorado as well. Uh, Boulder is the most progressive place in the entire state of Colorado as it bleeds down into Denver. It's just north of Denver there. Very progressive, very stringent gun laws. So um, I find it ironic that there's a shooter. Again, hopefully everybody's all right, not trying to belittle the situation in any way, shape, or form, but it, you know, in a place where they're very progressive, they're very left-wing, they hate their firearms there is where there happens to be an active shooter. In that situation. So we'll keep you apprised of that situation as that continues on. And thoughts and prayers. Hopefully, no one is actually uh, getting harmed in that situation as of right now. All right. I'm going to shift gears a little bit. And uh, a new book coming out. I love talking about novels, love talking about books, and uh, tying them into current events as well as you're stuck in quarantine maybe, still sitting at home trying to figure out what to do. And I'm excited to have the uh, our next guest on as well. He's a political analyst, columnist, and author. And his latest book, Fool's Errand, is his latest book. Jeffrey Stevens with us here. Jeff, how are you, my friend?
1: I'm um, great. Thank you for having me.
0: Hey, I appreciate you coming on the show very much. So Fool's Errand, I am excited. I love novels. I don't get a whole lot of chances to read. But what's this book about? Let's talk about what we could actually enjoy during our COVID-19 okay. lockdowns.
1: Okay. First of all, let me just say, as I said to you before we got on the air, I'm so glad you're called the voice of reason because I've read all about you. I know your politics. We're of a like mind. And by the way, you are being exceedingly kind when you say they're progressive in Boulder. Those are states and situations. There's
0: one time that I went to Boulder. I lived in Colorado for probably, I don't know, 10 years, went to school there. Went to high school there uh, out in Bailey, Colorado, if you know where that's at, little bitty mountain mm -hmm, town. Uh, Graduated there. I went to Boulder one time, and it was my little brother's baseball tournament. And I never went back because I went, and at that time I was in college. I had political bumper stickers all over my car, all conservative political stickers, which they got some very bad looks. We went to the baseball diamond there where they were holding the tournament, and there was a men's softball league there, and I'll, I'll never forget it. The men's softball team was called the Boulder Tree Huggers, and oh since then I, I was like, you know what, I, I can't, I just, I can't do it, and I couldn't go back to Boulder again
1: need we say more well okay so getting back to my book so i'll tell you a quick story about wichita because i have a series of spy thrillers out featuring the cia agent named jordan sandor and i've been out to wichita in the past to be on tv there to promote the books and so i'm just throwing a plug in there for my spy thrillers but during this pandemic i had written the next in the series the fifth but we didn't go with publishing that. We went instead with this book called Fool's Errand. And the story of Fool's Errand is really a family-based story. And I kind of felt that the world during these times did not need another shoot 'em up uh, you know, born-identity type of book. This book is really, it's more like an international treasure hunt, and it's all about a father and son. And so the spin, and there's no spoiler alert here because this happens right at the start of the book, as you know, is that this young man whose father died young is a real straight shooter. His father was not so much, and he was kind of lived on the fringes of organized crime and so on. And he had died six years before. And the son, when the mother is is moving from his childhood home, hands him a box of papers from his dad. And in the papers is a letter that the father wrote just before he died. And in the letter is a story about this next big deal that his father was going to get done, which, of course, he never got any of them done. And now this young man has to make a decision. Does he just put the letter back in the envelope, or does he try and pursue his father's misguided dream? And, of course, we know what he does because the name of the book is Fool's Errant. So in any case, so it's all about a young man coming to terms with his relationship with his dad while he goes on this international treasure hunt that takes him from New York City to Las Vegas and ultimately to the south of France, and it's fast-moving. It's fun you'll laugh, you might get a tear in your eye at some point in the father-son saga, but it's really a fun book. And I thought it was something the world needed now as opposed to another espionage thriller. So I, that was my take on it
0: anyway. I love it. I love it. And the inspira- where'd the inspiration for something like this come from? Because as you mentioned, I mean, the, the shoot ups I enjoy very much so, but you're right, they're not, as, not as necessarily, um, um, I guess, accepted in society today just because of what's going on in the times. But Something like this kind of th- reminds me of like maybe like an Indiana Jones meets uh, um, meets a mob movie. I don't know. This sounds kinda yeah, fun. yeah.
1: It, you know that's that's good because in in a way it's like that. And by the way, there's you know there's violence in this book, and there's there's romance, and there's humor, and there's all of that kind of stuff. So in a way, that's what it is. But you know, I, and I don't worry about that political stuff. I mean, all of my all of my spy thrillers are from are from the right when I write them, if you know what I'm saying. I mean, they're, they're all about, you know, a guy who's trying to get it done for the United States of America, and that's it, and that's what, what my character's about. In this book, the inspiration really came from the fact that I must say that my dad died young, and during the pandemic, spending so much time at home with family and all of that, I really thought about something. I don't know if people can relate to this, but, you know, once your parents are gone, they still have a tremendous influence on you, obviously. But, I mean, they raised you, they, ha- you know, they taught you lessons in life, and there are things that happened to me in life where I said, gee, I'm, I'm, so, I'm so sorry my dad isn't here to see this or for me to tell him what happened or, or things like that. And I know that people think those things, too, because I've gotten great reviews and great responses from people saying, "Ah, oh, man, this reminds me my relationship with my mother or my relationship with my father or my brother or my sister and so on. Yeah. And so I thought, wouldn't it be neat if six years after this guy's father is gone, he gets a letter that opens up this whole world where he's got to confront who his father was, who he is. He's got to confront his own timidity and and see, does he have the right stuff to get done, what he needs to get done? And that's what the book is about.
0: I love it. I really love it. Now, do you think that there's also a renewed sense across the nation, societal-wise, really, of looking for alternatives, looking for the hidden secrets, looking for something different, looking for, uh, like, the treasure that you mentioned, I mean, with this book, with the hidden treasure. Do you think there's something going on like that? I mean, so far we've gone... I mean, just looking at society, looking through the political lens that I do, uh, I mean, we just there's so many that just go with the flow and whatever the government tells them that feeds it to them, that gives them on that, you know, silver platter. They just kind of go along with. And then there's others that I've started to go down this trail myself is, you know, the is there something else? Is there something more? Is there the hidden secrets that they don't want you to know? Is there hidden secrets that, you know, you can find out for yourself to be more self-sufficient? I mean, is that kind of a renewed sense in society right now that you portray in the book?
1: I, I certainly think so. I understand that the numbers for Ancestry.com, for example, you know, that site where yeah. you send in your DNA and all that, th- their numbers have gone through the roof because people are really curious. I mean, they're home, they're looking at old family photos. I have a, I have a friend, I mean, talk about out of left field, I mean, she called me up, she said, I just read your book, I can't believe this, guess what happened to me? What happened was, she went through this Ancestry.com, it turned out, and this is a 50-year-old woman, she found out her father was not her father. Wow. I mean, think about <laughs> finding that out at 50. And now, everyone in her life who was part of this drama, they're all gone. And so now she's searching for answers. So I think... All of us on some level are looking for answers. In this book, the main character, as he goes on this journey, he starts off and, you know, he's not the bravest guy in the world. He's not a coward, but he's, you know, he's just an average Joe. And he's got to face up to some real dangers, some real dangerous people. And it's really interesting to see how he grows. Even though his father is gone, his father's influence is still there. And so, yes, I, I think we look for those things. I think we look for those influences, those lessons you know that our parents taught us and who to become who we are
0: no i completely agree and we kind of talked a little bit about this off the air too is some of the younger generations that don't do that i mean there used to be a time when native americans would sit around the campfire and tell the stories to teach a lesson because the elders were more superior and actually had more knowledge and new things and nowadays we just kind of shun that and you know what does kim Kardashian say on the tweety and that's what it's all about uh it's today's unbelievable times. you
1: said that about kardashian because it's incredible we leave we live in an instagram age it's amazing, these people looking to see what's Kardashian wearing today and what's <laughs> going on between J-Lo and A-Rod and, and all this other nonsense, or or, or uh, the, the better yet is Harry and, and Meghan, and why do we care? Yeah. But, you know, people apparently do. But in the meantime... They want all these things for nothing, and, you know, they think socialism is wonderful without ever looking at the fact that it's never succeeded anywhere in the world, but they think that doesn't matter to me. Just pay off my student loan and give me some money, and I'll be okay, and it just doesn't work. Look at how welfare has deprived some of the minorities in this country of their motivation, and, and it just it doesn't work. It just doesn't work.
0: Amen to that. You need to write a political book. That's what I say. Jefferson, yeah, well, I do. That's, Jeffrey Stevens. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, Jeffrey Stevens, author of the book The Fool's Aaron. No, we got about a minute left to here, so plug some of your other books as well. You can find them at JeffreyStevens.com. Okay, well, you can
1: look for my spy series. It's yeah. Jeffrey Stevens, Stevens with a P-H. My website is JeffreyStevens.com. Uh, Fool's Errand is the new one. Get them on Amazon. Uh, I appreciate everyone's support. People in Wichita have been really good to me in the past, so I hope that your listeners will give me a break and try and read the book and see. I'm sure you're going to like it. Money-back guarantees <laughs> and, <laughs> and all that. And the spy thrillers are really fun. The most recent is Rogue Mission, and that's another good one to look at.
0: I lo- How many books do you have?
1: Uh, four spy thrillers, A Murder Mystery, and now uh, Fool's Errand.
0: Man, I love it. I, I've always wanted to write a book. I always get writer's block because I'm more of just BS on the radio and don't know what I'm saying as opposed to actually sitting <laughs> down and doing something cohesive. So, kudos to you on that one. I love it. I can't wait to read this book and all your other ones as well. Jeffrey Stevens, the book is Fool's Errand. You can find him online at jeffreystevens.com as a website, also on the Facebook and the Tweety as well. See, uh, Jeffrey, it's good to talk to you, my friend. Let's do this again real soon. I'd love to talk to you again.
1: Thank you so much, Andy. Be well.
0: Hey, you as well. Appreciate that very much. There it is. Lots more to get to here. We'll take a break, wrap up the show. It goes by way too fast fast tower of radio all over the place we'll do it when we come back here on the voice of reason stay tuned the voice of reason with andy hoosier hey it's andy hoosier with the voice of reason fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today. You're millennial general reporting for duty the way we do each and every day. Thanks for hanging out with us on the program. It goes by so fast. Just a few minutes left here on the show. Thanks again to Jeffrey Stevens coming on the show. Kind of something a little bit different. And a great way to tie in the current events and kind of culture and society in a, as a whole into some of the fictional. And I have to admit, I don't read a whole lot of fiction books. I don't. I just... The ones that I do read, I read Western books, but outside of that, I read a lot of documentary stuff. I read a lot of historical books. I read a lot of religious context and philosophy context, then political books. I mean, I'm more of the, I guess, intellectual. Not that I'm an intellectual by any way, shape, or form. I don't have a college degree, but we do figure out based on common sense and reason, which is why we are your voice of reason. Uh, Real quick here on the news, WIBC.com. Ford plants are moving production of their new vehicles out of the state of Ohio and into the country of Mexico. Joe Biden, your economic policies are doing fantastic, my friend. It only took you know two years for Donald Trump to get those back into the country for manufacturing to want to come back into the nation. And it's taken you a whole month and a half to drive them right back out. Can I just make a uh, just an observation here for just a second? I'm very concerned with the direction the auto industry is going, just based on wanting to go more, quote-unquote, green, do more electric vehicles, Andy, they're just as powerful. Yeah, but you know what? You, you're you still going to use the electricity to power them up. And when we have extreme colds like we did just about a month or so ago, when half the country lost power or was trying to find power, and we had to do rolling blackouts here in the state of Kansas, and other places had to do blackouts, then how is your electricity going to work so well for you to you charge your vehicle? It's not going to happen. Boosting up the generator that's oil-based, that's gas-based, right? You're going to be sitting there and charging up from an electricity center that's powered by coal energy or by gas or by natural gas or by, you know, whatever. How is that going to work for you? So I'm a little concerned. Obviously, we're moving in the direction of evolution and trying to find new alternative ways. I get that. But at the same time, we're really trying to push it, I think, a little bit too far. But outside of all that, Now we have the green new push, we have the higher taxes, we have the higher regulations, the rich need to, the evil, terrible rich need to pay their fair share, right? And those evil, terrible, greedy rich that need to pay their fair share, guess what? When you start putting the hammer down on them that are already paying the vast majority of taxes in this nation, they're going to say bye and they're going to leave the tax burden onto you and I. Imagine this if you will. We have a nation to where right now the rich are already paying 60 to 80% of all the taxes in this nation. And by rich I mean the top 1%, top 2%, top 5%, top 8, uh, top 20%. The top 20% of all income earners pay 80 to 85% of all federal income taxes in this nation. Let me repeat that again. The top 20% of earn- income earners in this nation already pay 80 to 85% of all federal income taxes in this nation. They pay for the way for this nation to operate with all the tax revenue coming into the country. Now, obviously, there's sales tax, and there's retail taxes, and there's uh, employee taxes, and corporate taxes, and trade taxes, and tariffs, and all this other garbage. So, obviously, that's not all of it. But when it comes to federal personal income tax, the top 20% pay all of it. The top 40% paid 99% of all the income tax. There are 48% of Americans that do not pay federal income tax. And by the way, those are the ones that are receiving a $1,400 check right now with the COVID stimulus because even though they weren't losing any income because of COVID, they still got a COVID paycheck from the federal government because they're trying to normalize the handouts And the redistribution, which I want to get into tomorrow because we kind of ran out of time and I don't have enough time to get into it today. So tomorrow we're going to talk about taxes. But as we lay down the hammer on these evil, terrible corporate business owners and corporations and large companies and manufacturing because it's really bad for the environment and they're the evil, greedy, rich people and all the jerks and yada, yada, yada. Guess what? What took us years to bring the manufacturing back into the country that I disagreed with how Donald Trump actually did that because we should be incentivizing rather than punishing. Or Now we're apparently getting rid of those punishments or we're punishing them so much here that it's worth taking the hit by moving them internationally and outside of the country than it is to actually keep them in the country. Think about that for a second. We already put penalties. If you send your manufacturing outside of the country, you pay a hefty fine. If you bring your manufacturing product back in, to the country, you pay a hefty tariff fine because we want you to stay here. But the companies are now willing to do that because them paying the burden tax rates here in the country and having to play the ridiculous union uh, demands and trying to pay for the manufacturing regulations and take care of the manufacturing regulations the federal government put in and the EPA put in is far worse than them taking the hit and paying out the fine for them to leave the country, manufacture it, and bring it back in. That's how bad the Biden administration and the Biden policies are becoming. We're a month and a half into his administration. We're driving business out of the country. Well done, sir. I guess that's a success on the left side of the aisle, right? That does it for us today. Podcast going up a little bit. It's time for you to speak some reason. Time for you to be your own reason. Time to speak up, speak out, speak loud, speak proud, speak the truth, and always speak some reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. This is The Voice Reason. Everybody have a great Monday.